Welcome everyone to the Wild Will Throwdown, episode number 20, presented by Diesel Boys LLC. We have reached number 20, a milestone here, just over five months since we started recording. My name is Will Greenwell, your host, of course. Joining me, like always, is none other than the contributor of the Wild Will Throwdown, Mr. Hawk Harold Adams. Hawk, ton to talk about today. Final weekend of August is behind us, and we've reached episode 20. Can you believe it? No more racing for the month of August. I know we it, we sound like a broken record, as you've said many times before, but it is true. You know, I guess like I say, too, we're having too much fun, and the, the time's just flying by. But we're enjoying it, that's for sure. And, yes, we're getting into September, although it don't feel like September fall weather yet. We're outside again here, and it's uh, nice and sunny and warm. But uh, like I've always said before, too, I'll take the warm over the cold. Yep, where we record at, sometimes inside, sometimes outside. You can hear the wind blowing behind us probably, but uh, it's a beautiful day nonetheless. But now let's jump into the topic of the week sponsored by Diesel Boys LLC. And guess what this week is? The topic is support classes. Now, the reason we bring up the support class, Hawk Arrow Adams, there's a lot of tracks that we go to that is usually big tracks. I mean, not big tracks, excuse me. Big races, if you will. When you and I travel, when we don't have a race going on, it's pretty big. Either a series or some like that. Uh, just take the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series. They're the main series racing that night, but you need a support class here and there to give those guys a break in between. So we're talking maybe modifieds at a Lucas Oil show, maybe street stocks, maybe hobby stocks. My point is, how many truly support classes should you have? At a big event. Uh, you know, I just went recently up to the Trident Nationals. We'll get into that a little bit more up at Lorraine Race, uh, Raceway Park up in Ohio uh, this past weekend. And they had about three support classes. Uh, Randy, the promoter, and I talked about it. And he said next year they're already looking at lowering that. Uh, of course, this is a building year. So what is your take on support classes uh, with a main series or a main race at a racetrack? Well, uh, being a race lover and a race lover all my life, you know, I, I feel like the more racing I see, the more divisions, the better. Now, that's not always true with everybody else. I know a lot of people, as you say, go to these big races, these big events. That's what they're there to see. And they don't want to be there all night long while they're waiting for the support classes to run. They run delays, you know, cautions, what have you, B features and all this stuff. So a lot of people are annoyed by that, and they'd rather just, they just want to watch the big races. Now, me and you both, as you said, we've gone a lot of different tracks and different races. We're there to see the big race, but we're very, very interested in these support classes. You know, we're like, I wonder how many street stocks they got. You know, we love watching the street stocks go out there and beat and bang. And I, of course, have my own front-wheel drive division in Sports Drome, the Race 8 Series. So I'm interested in the Hornets or the front-wheel drives. I want to see them out there and, and see how they do and everything. So, you know, I enjoy all the divisions as much as the main event, if you will. So for me... I'm fine with that. Now, of course, I don't want to be there till 1 o'clock in the morning, but, I mean, still, if there's plenty of good racing, to me, it's well worth it. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess it really depends on, you know, what division you like personally. Uh, Front-wheel drives are dear to your heart. I, I like the late models, of course. I, I love the, you know, stock cars. I love everything. But, you know, sometimes if you have four or five support classes, um, it drags it out. Now, even on a regular weekly racing series night, there are tracks that have five to six. And this has been a big debate all over the country in racing. 
How many classes should you have? Well, I've been to tracks where they have six classes. There are some classes that I think in my head, well, there's three of them, so why do we have this class? And I get it. You're trying to reinvent the wheel. But uh, on a big series, I think two at most, I think, is a very good number. Uh, that gives your drivers and your, your big touring series to have time to, you know, between for the B mains and get ready for the A mains and stuff like that. So it's a very interesting topic and we'll have to follow it kind of closely more often. But, uh, you know, that that's a very good topic that a lot of people overlook. You know, everywhere we go, there is always going to be someone that are ha- that is happy, that is sad. You hear them. You, we hear a lot, right? We hear these people next to us in the stand mumbling. Well, this is going to take all night, right? We've been there as an announcer, as anybody, as a promoter. You hear it. You hear it from your crowd. You hear it on social media in your inbox. A lot of people won't tell you that day, but I guarantee you, at one, two o'clock in the morning, there's going to be that Karen out there. <laughs> that calls you or messages you and says, well, y'all went way too late, or y'all need to do this, or y'all need to do that. And that's when promoters like to type back, do you promote? Would you like to be the promoter? And then they can see how it is. But that's another topic for another day as we ramble on here. Yeah, like I say, uh, I think each track, each promoter should figure out exactly, they should know exactly how long or how how many cars. That's a big thing. Maybe how many cars they have in that division. You know, if they have 20 cars in the division, run a couple heats and a feature, it's good. But if you're expecting 40 cars, then you're getting up to a bunch of heats, a bunch of uh, last chance races, B mains, A feature, or whatever. So, you mean, you kind of figure it out that way. But, yeah, like I say, a lot of times you'll have divisions, too, has four or five cars. You're like, you know. What are we doing here? You know, we're just killing time. So it's a it, it's a it's a cat and mouse game. There, you got to play it, and uh, uh, each promoter's uh, got to make their own decision. Well, that's enough of the topic of the day. I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about this past weekend's huge, huge weekend of racing, multiple places. You and I were located in different spots all over the weekend, kind of like correspondents. But uh, we'll start off with the beautiful Lorraine Raceway Park. It was the inaugural Trident Street Stock Nationals in the famed ABC format. I was up there calling that one. Had Doodle Ferris to help me a little bit. He did a phenomenal job Why I took care of the street stocks. But uh, basically, ABC format, everyone got a feature. And how about this? C-Main Bryce Henry. Um, you know, calling that race was really special. He got out of the car at the end. I had in him the uh, Trident staff. If you've seen the pictures of that trophy, it was about a good 25-pound trophy that I carried around like Zeus to give to these drivers. But it was very impressive that uh, what Randy's trophies looked like. It was really impressive. B-Main went to Nathan Jordan, that beautiful 57 Chevy, the blue and black number 24. And then, of course, the A-Main Billy Roberts number 15, the orange and green Slimans machine. It did a phenomenal job. Crowd count was phenomenal. Weather, 75, cool, crisp air. Oh, it was wonderful. Let's go up now to the Indianapolis Speedrome. As the late model figure eight cars, Hawk Carrot Adam had competed in their final event before the world championship. That's hard to believe. Yeah, they had their season championship, but I think most of those drivers were using it as a final tune-up for the big world figure eight three-hour. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, 24 cars, I believe, around that took time. Eddie Van Meter, he is one of them. You know that final tune-up. He parked it in victory lane. He's always tough, going to be strong in the World 3-Hour Championship. Mike Riddle, how about that? Picked up the 2022 Browns Oil Service Late Model Figure 8 Championship. Very proud of him and all the gang up there getting ready for the World 3-Hour Championship. Next week's show, 
be more dedicated to that event coming up as you and I will be up there for that event. Uh, now, Mount Lawn Speedway was where it took place on Sunday, Hawk Harold Adams, and you took uh, you covered for me. You know, you and I both are partners on that show, but uh, a lot of good racing this past Sunday uh, for Autograph Night. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, too. Uh, like I say, you were not able to make it that way. Uh, of course, you had your big Lorraine race and then other commitments on Sunday afternoon as Mount Lawn took to the track, and uh, they've been battling a lot of weather, as we've always talked about all season with a lot of tracks, and they've really, really had it a tough time here this year, last couple times, but it was a beautiful day again. Nice sunny skies and uh, up in the 80s, so not too bad. Uh, seen some great racing as, as we see every time we're there. And a gentleman that was at your street stock race on Saturday took his modified there to Mount Lawn, as he does each time, and came away with the winner in the uh, Wooten Automotive modified feature. Number one, Ryan Aminette, uh looking strong and uh, with a last uh, uh, late race pass, as I should say, there over J.J. Schaefer. Uh, they had the uh, J.W. Photography late models in action, and it was Jeff Markham in his beautiful yellow 28 taking the victory there. Uh, in the Red Bones Pizza and Chicken Crown Vicks, uh, two times in a row now, 248, Randy Hoppus looking good in his purple Crown Vic and uh, taking the victory there. And uh, the compacts, uh, the Pro Compacts, so at a race cars pro compacts it was trent gosser taking the victory in his 71 car and in the 50 lap special for the stock compacts it was chris gray in his 27 car the points leader taking the victory there as uh, he was uh, passed by uh, cody riley late in that race but uh, they have a breakout rule for the stocks up there as compared to the pros and uh, he hit the breakout there late in that race Got the black flag, so ended up giving it back to Chris Gray. It was a tough run. He had to come from the back, so well-deserved victory there for Chris Gray in his 27. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, down the road, about uh, two and a half hours or so, uh, you were also at the Sports Drum Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, it was, um, I believe, fan appreciation night or something of that nature, but the, a lot of giveaways and uh you know, so uh, a lot of action in divisions down there. You had your race eight uh, divisions as well in action. What happened down there at the Sports Trump Speedway? Yeah, it was uh, uh, autograph night, if you will, a meet and greet with the drivers there before the races. Also had the racers reunion with uh, a lot of old timers there from the region that uh, used to race there at Sports Trump. Uh, the old Louisville Speedway, Charlestown Speedway, no fairground Speedway over in Louisville back in the 60s and 70s. So a lot of those guys gathered in the VIP, so it was really neat. And a few of them came out there to mingle with the crowd and uh, uh, do the national anthem and all that stuff. It was really great to see some of those old guys. And uh, the uh, it was features all around for all the divisions at the Drome, and uh, they put on a good show. The uh, Kentucky and Tank Wash Modified Figure 8 getting his fifth win of the season in that uh, beautiful white and orange 58 was Dale Shelton taking the victory. In the ICA Dumpsters Sportsman Division, it was Royce Harmon in the 17 holding off a hard charge from Marcus Elliott. Uh, In my uh, Race 8 and uh, Merrill Beerman Excavating Pro Front Wheel Drive Division, getting his first career feature win in the 13 was Leon Wolney. Leon Wolney holding off point leader jamie beerman and in the fords uh the fords powder puff they were in action and the 30 miranda jane looking very strong worked her way through the field 
took the lead and never looked back. So congratulations on a great run by Miranda. Uh, on the oval for the Fords, we had three features. In the A feature, it was Ken Tungett in the 28, uh, Jeremy Porter in the 011, and getting his first career fe- feature event, and that kind of surprised me in the 7, Chucky Balmer Jr. He, uh, a veteran, if you will, raced many years in the old Dromers or Slash Bombers, a lot of people would have called him back then. But uh, he never, ever won a feature event, always runs strong. That really surprised me. But he looked, looked good in the C feature this week getting the victory there and also in the Fords on the figure eight course uh Marcus Elliott uh got second in the sportsman division but he took the victory in the figure eight in the 228 so congratulations to Marcus on a good night thank you very much Chalk Carroll Adams and uh down at Sportstrom Speedway Mount Lawn and you had the cart show on Friday night so you picked up a triple threat weekend if you will, but uh, you know both karting facilities were in action this weekend as well. KKR was on Friday. Clark County ran smooth on Sunday. Both went smooth. Congrats to all the winners there. Florence Speedway up in Walton, Kentucky. The Crate Lake Model Feature winner Trent Green. How about that young man? Modified winner Trent Green picked up the win there and the two number 14s he has up there now. Moving on up in the divisions. Ford Crown Vicks, Jeff Roberts. A lot of the Sports Drum Crown Vicks went up this past weekend. So congratulations to them. Ronnie Nihas picked up the Legend feature on dirt. Gage Cropper picked up the Hornet feature. And Dallas Pickleheimer picked up the win in the Sport Mods. You know, that's a mouthful there. Some of these names, I can tell you. My name is simple. It's Greenwell. Your name is Adams. But uh, even in uh, the university I work at, you know, it's hard to pick up some of these names. So if I pronounced that wrong, Dallas, I am very well sorry about that. But the World of Outlaws Case Construction Late Models was during the Quad Cities 150. 30,000 to win. Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa. Tanner English picked up the win there. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Rumble by the River at Port Royal Speedway. Earl Pearson Jr. took home the $50,000 to win payday. And that was the Lucas Oil Series. Well, race fans, drivers, crews, this is segment number one of the Wild Will Throwdown, episode 20. Hard to believe 20 episodes in. Coming up next will be our special guest today, the owner of Diesel Boys LLC, creator and proud sponsor of the Wild Will Throwdown, Mr. Brandon Hooker. He's up next. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Wild Will Throwdown. Up next, our special guest today, the owner, founder of Diesel Boys LLC, the proud sponsor of the Wild Will Throwdown podcast, Mr. Brandon Hooker. Brandon, before we jump into racing, let us start a little bit about your background, how you started Diesel Boys and got into that world. I, I appreciate you coming on today, but uh, tell us a little bit of that on the inside. Uh, basically, young, needed work, um, grew up with uh, the guy I call my father and best friend, um, and that's what they done and learned from them, went on as more of uh, my older years and Went to work for various cus, uh, companies and decided one day if I'm going to have to work as much as I do and as hard as I do, I'm going to do it for myself. And from there, we've just skyrocketed with this business and done really well. And I couldn't be prouder of me or the guys I have working with me. Most of the people that are there have been with me from day one and hopefully they're there with me till the end. 
So now let, let's talk a little bit about how you got started into the racing world. Uh, before we talk about your sponsorship to many tracks or uh, I should say drivers, if you will. But let's talk about how do you, you said one day, you know, I want to go into the racing biz or, you know, and we'll get to the dirt cart stuff here shortly. But uh, just how you got into the racing. Well, a lot of people don't know my racing goes back to when I was two weeks old. Uh, my grandmother sat in the stands of Sports Strowman Louisville Motor Speedway every weekend um, from the time I was born to the time she passed. Um, and I've always had that love for motorsports and um, not even just the cars. I do RC cars and slot car racing, a little bit of anything I could and I could afford growing up. Um, I don't know, I think me and Matt Adams were 15 years old. We were in high school, didn't have no money, and me and him came up with enough. We bought a Dromer car and went out there a few races and had a blast. And then life went on, I couldn't afford to race, and uh, from there I just kind of backed away a lot from going to the track with the growing up, teenage years. Um, I guess it was a few years ago, me and Jesse Sewell been good friends, raced together and everything for years. Um, goat carts and things when we were both a lot younger and a lot littler uh but me and jesse's always stayed in contact and talked and he man why don't you come to track with me one weekend so i did and started kind of getting a little bit more involved in racing kind of helped him out a little then i decided i'm gonna build one of them fords and another buddy of mine bill perry i was helping him out a little bit and told them both i'm gonna build one of these fords well i built one and business was kind of starting to take off i ended up selling it because i didn't have time and then as things more progressed and i found a little more time i kind of got back into it and told jesse let's go build a modified i've always been a figure eight guy i love watching figure eight i'm scared to drive the car so i told jesse let's build one you're stupid enough you can do it so that's kind of where it started and then from there i just like to be able to help guys um i have a soft spot for guys and i know what it takes to go racing and there's a lot in my life where i wanted to do it um i don't know i guess when i was my kid so my son's going on 11 so it was about 11 years ago i sold my i ran ptar trucks and i just couldn't afford it it was the same simple i'd just gotten married then we had decided to have a baby and so i know what it's like to have that struggle and how much just a little help can help anybody make the difference of getting there and not and that's why i try to help guys when i can and where i can and it's just a big thing to me and the person i am is just want to try to help out where i can and when i can yeah no doubt you mentioned two weeks so that was my first race at louisville motor speedway so that's how i grew up with my dad who raced the bombers back in the day and the uh I guess they call them Bomber Oval. They did Oval and Figure 8, I guess you could say. Kind of like a Dromer, what evolved to the B, but that's pretty cool. Didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. But uh, what's it like to, uh, you know, when you you mentioned sponsoring different people, which is really cool to see. What has it been like to see your name on many uh, tracks here locally? You know, Salem, you've had Sports Drum, you've had uh, Clark County now. We're going to go get into that here shortly. But uh, what's it like seeing your sponsor on these cars uh, and the work that goes into supporting them and sponsoring them? Because I know they're very appreciative. For me, it's a sense of pride. Um, it makes me feel good knowing that I've been able to help those people. Um, 
it makes me feel good that my business is getting recognition um, first and foremost. Um, but the biggest thing is I feel pride. That's if my wife ain't kicking me in the knee saying our heart's on another, our name's on another dang car. And I hear that one every time she comes to the track. But the biggest thing is I feel, I just feel pride not only for myself, for the guys out there doing it. Because um, all the guys I've helped have been awesome. I can about call any of them at any time. If I got a question or need something, they're there for me as well. It's a, it's a partnership. You know, not, it's not only me helping them, but a lot of people don't know these guys help me when I need it. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a major feeling of pride um, and accomplishments for myself and the car owners of cars. So now let's talk about, of course, our new project, uh, Clark County Speedway. That uh, I talked to Bill last year about it, the end of last year, I should say, after I partnered up with him and worked for him. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, we knew that KKR had the Clark County Speedway. It was gone. The lease was up, and we started talking. Uh, then Bill pulled the trigger on that, and then you came aboard with Diesel Boys LLC on. You know, tell us why. And we know Carts, your son, uh, he is big into carts. You showed me the part truck. You're uh, you're invested in the cart industry of racing, if you will. But uh, talk about why you decided to come on board uh, with Clark County. I know it means a lot to you that, uh, you know, it's dirt. You know, a lot of people like the dirt aspect. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Maribooman Excavating. Joe Bierman has helped out a lot. Um, thank you, Joe, for that, and Jamie Bierman, all the all the family, the Biermans. Uh, but uh, you've helped out a lot. Uh, I've been on the tractor every, every now and again, just helping out, playing around, having fun with it. But talk about that, um, you coming on board with Clark County. Uh, the Clark County thing was kind of a blessing for me. Um, my son has been, got into go-kart racing last year. And, um, ever since he has, he's wanted to go, go on dirt. He's, that's always told me is I want to race dirt. I want to race dirt. And it's five, six times last year. We changed the setup on his cart, changed everything over for dirt. And we were the jinx of dirt racing for uh, Jennings County last year because we would do it and it would rain out every time. So we never got it. Um, then I kind of heard a word that Clark County was coming. The first race here at Salem this year, I'm sitting on the start-finish line. Bill comes up, uh, getting pictures with Daniel and everything. And I told him right then, I said, Bill, if this is happening, I said, one, you just need to quit being quiet. I need to know just so I can know for myself. I said, and two, I want to be a part of it. I said, it's my back door. Um, it's something my child wants. And at the end of the day, I enjoy dirt racing, um, whether it's with these carts or cars. Um, I probably myself have had more accomplishment on dirt, but I'm very anal. So the cleanup of dirt drives me crazy. And like I said, at the end of the day, it comes down to my kid wanted to run dirt. I wanted to be a part. It was in my back door. And working with Bill and Will himself has been amazing through just the asphalt racing. And I just wanted to be a part to help out and be there, do what I can. Now we'll switch gears, of course. Uh, we'll let Harold Adams ask you a couple questions or say what he wants to say. Then we'll switch gears a little bit. But uh, Hawk Harold Adams, you know, Brandon, he does a lot for racing. You know a lot of people do a lot for racing. But uh, it's definitely uh, you need a passion to do this thing. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you for a minute. 
Yeah, it's always great to have uh, big supporters in the area of auto racing. You know, we always talk about everything. Everybody's wanting, you know, this and that. And everybody needs a little help every now and then. We're always needing racers, new racers. And, of course, the go-karts is a great way to get the kids involved and everything. So, you know, that wasn't always present through the years, it seemed like. But more and more we need kids to do that. So it's great to have somebody like yourself to really help push us along and get these people involved but looking back to your childhood now i know you talked about you've been around the racing since the beginning of your life if you will two weeks in or whatever you said uh i'm sure you don't remember that first night but uh anyway i was thinking i know you said you 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 hooked up with jesse sue and everything through the years but uh watching the races through the years you know and I, I, I i go back pretty far myself but i've always had a lot of favorite racers the guys that kind of inspired me I was wondering, what's some of the names that uh, kind of you watched through the years that you really liked and, and some, of your, some of your favorites, some guys that kind of inspired you to, to really get into it? Uh, I'd have to go within the early, early years. It was Bob Miller. Um, Bob was always really kind to me at the track. Um, always supported Bob. I remember in the old sports drum days at the end of the night, Everybody hung out in the parking lot waiting on their checks, uh, just goofing around, having a good time. And it seemed like he kind of was always friendly to me, kind of took me in a little bit. So uh, early on, it was Bob Miller. Um, then kind of Bob got out, and that's about the time that Chris started, Chris Harmon started coming up. And uh, from there, I was kind of a major Chris supporter for a lot of years until, like I said, I'd gotten in my teen years and kind of went a different path and got away from the track. Um, now, I, I don't know that I really have a favorite driver out there. Now, I kind of, as I get older and I'm wanting to race more and I'm seeing more races, um, I have driving styles I like more than betters, but not necessarily favorite drivers or anything of the type. Um, but that's the thing now as I look and I sit back and I watch I just see people's driving styles, their on and off track demeanor that I care more for than others. And at the end of the day, as long as it's a good guy, that's who I want to win. Uh, someone's good, fair, honest, and don't plow their way through a field. So now that that's a great question, Hawk. And, uh, you know, we all have someone that inspires you because I remember growing up watching Raymond Unconscious Johnson, Calvin Crane fighting the Harmons out there. It was that was the war, man. You know, you'd, you'd go and you have basketball teams and you have rivalries in football. But, you know, growing up at Louisville Speedway or whatever, you knew the rivals every weekend, the red cars, which are Harmons and the blue and white and uh, the number four and the number zero of Raymond Unconscious Johnson. Uh, as we know about so i get it so watching that's pretty cool but now let's talk a little bit more before we wrap up here there's a big deal coming up here at salem speedway and that's october weekend of halloween 200 weekend 900 laps of racing total spread out between friday saturday and sunday bill and i were talking about a little bit earlier uh you play a big role in sponsorships but man how about that crown vic race 2500 to win 200 laps I just want to start out and let everybody know I'm beating Daniel Dirt. I've already explained to him it's just going to happen. But, uh, no, at the end of the – man, this is exciting for all of us Ford guys. Um, it's very exciting for all the guys that race here on a normal basis. 
um, the hype going into this race for every one of us. Um, and then the people that's reached out about this, I really feel as if we are going to have one of the best turnouts for this race that there's been for these cars. And uh, at the end of the day, I just want us all to have fun, all to be safe. And that's what it's all going to be about. Not only just the racing, heck, we're all happy after the races, go out and talk about how we screwed each other after the races. So, um, but I think it's going to be a really good weekend. Uh, lots of laps. Um, I get a lot of people that are saying, man, that's a lot of laps. And like I tell them, look at it like this. Even if you know you've not raced here and you're not the best, that's 200 laps worth of practice and experience you're going to get to coming into next season. Um, so there's different ways to look at it. My, I, I just want everybody to come out here, have fun, drop your fear of these high banks. It's really not that bad as a guy that had never been around them that has. Um, man, I love it. Uh, the thrill of this is like no other. So I just want everybody to know, don't be a pansy. Get them cars out and get up here and race that weekend. Yeah, no doubt, and that's going to be an exciting weekend to call some action. I'm very excited for that. Um, now, wrapping up here, you, you know, let's we talked about racing and stuff, but um, you know, let's give your your business a pitch because that's very important. Diesel Boys LLC. If someone needs work, tell them a brief summary on what you guys do and how to get a hold of you if you need some of that service. Well, Diesel Boys, we. We've grown a lot. Um, we started out as a semi-repair shop. Um, now we've added another garage where we work on the light duty and medium duty. Um, kind of the process is either stop by, call, um, and let us know. We'll let you know how we are on schedule. Um, we're kind of at a point now where we've been for a few months that we hadn't been, where we have a little more waiting, so we're trying to work with guys and schedule them. But as far as the work goes, there's really not much we don't do or don't get into now on the light duty and medium duty side we don't do as much of the transmission work but we're happy to hook you up with another shop that we'd recommend uh, if you have questions on that but just all around we're willing to help you with anything if we can't fix it to give you our best advice well, Brandon, like I always say, we appreciate you coming on today and taking some time out of your schedule. We know you're a busy guy. Um, but before we wrap up, anybody you would like to thank out there, uh, final thoughts here? Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank all track promoters around for dealing with what they have to deal with, from the complaining to the fighting or whatever it may be at every track around. Um, secondly, I'd like to thank all the drivers, whether it's a guy that has my logo on his car or not, just anybody who is supporting racing. Um, thank every one of you. And, uh, I think that's all. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on today and, uh, being here on the wild. We'll throw it in episode 25 months into this. Of course, thank you for being a title sponsor of it. Uh, these boys LLC. We appreciate all your work in racing. Uh, with like Harold said, you know, without sponsorships like you, racing would be struggling so we really appreciate it and uh, that does it for segment two race fans we'll be back with segment three in the upcoming schedule for the first weekend of september 2022 welcome back to the wild will throwdown episode number 20 as that was brandon hooker with diesel boys llc coming up next just going to upcome uh preview the upcoming schedule that is of 2022 first weekend in september can you believe it We've reached the ninth month of the year. 
The months keep rolling, Hawk Carroll Adams, and I can tell you what, let's stop racing talk for a moment. That means football season is arrived here in the nation. Can you believe it? Well, uh, as you uh, might know, I'm not too excited about the new season. I haven't really paid much attention to it. Uh, maybe I will here in a little bit. I'm sure once they get uh, uh, blowing the whistle and kick off there, I'll get excited about it. But, uh, you know, my team, the Seahawks, uh, not looking to have a great year. But as I said before, they might surprise you. Well, I don't blame you because I was talking up at the Browns area, I guess you could say, in Cleveland. I know I would grin too. Sorry, all you Browns fans. I know I got subscribers up in Ohio, so I apologize for that. But, uh, you know, they asked me about you, and it was quite funny. He goes, well, what's his favorite team? I said, the Seattle Seahawks. He goes, why does he like the Seattle Seahawks way out there? Tell our listeners who don't know how you started liking the Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks started in 1976. That's going way back, by the way. Yeah, I'm telling my age here. But uh, I was, uh, you know, a, a young kid. I'll put it that way back then. And I was watching football, and I actually kind of like Cleveland. I don't even know if I told you that. Yeah, I, I kind of like Cleveland a little bit. But in 76, the Seahawks came into the league along with Tampa Bay. That was the two expansion teams that year. And I just liked their uniforms, their colors. And I watched them, but I liked their players. as Jim Zorn, Steve Largen. I was like, man, these guys are cool. I like it. This is my team. And I have stuck with, with them week in, week out, ever since 1976. Well, let's see. Uh, I was negative 13 at the time. So, <laughs> you know, I'll go to the negative scale. For those who don't know, I have a lot of people ask me this. I am. Everyone thinks I'm like 40 or 50. I'm 32 years old. I'll be 33 in October. So that's why I kind of, you know, I was born in 89. So, hey. October 13th is the birthday, so uh, hopefully it's all clear this year. What is the 13th? That's right before the kickoff of the Halloween 200 weekend. The day before, pretty cool. I didn't know that. Uh, but, of course, everyone knows I'm an Indianapolis Colt. Love them. Matt Ryan's going to deliver for us this year. Hey, I know a lot of our people didn't play, but we picked up a preseason win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll take it. We're going to have a good year. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great season. Then we got hockey just right around the corner, too. We can't forget about that. They have such a short season. And uh, Harold Adams, he's a big Nashville Predators fan. And, you know, he'll go with that, right? Uh, I better correct you on that in case somebody out there uh, uh, doesn't understand. I don't want anybody to believe that's true. St. Louis Blues all the way, baby. Yeah, poor guy. Go Preds. But anywho, enough sports talk. Let's get back to racing. You got to have fun here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. That's the only thing. But, uh, Hawk, I'll let you kick it off. What's going on down at the Sports Drum Speedway? I'll be in attendance, uh, just a spectator, writing some notes in the press box. Unfortunately, my last Sports Drum visit of 2022 have so much lined up, and I'll get into that a little bit later on. My September schedule is pretty darn booked uh, with the visit out in the Rockies. So uh, coming up as well, we're very excited. We'll talk about that more. But what's going on down at Sports Drum Speedway? Uh, yes, it's the big figure eight madness show, as they call it. There's been some legendary events there at the figure eight madness. You never know what's going to happen. We talked about su support divisions earlier. Well, they always have a lot of different races going on that night, chock full of stuff. And you just never know. There's always a good crowd, all festive activities, and a lot going on. Of course, the main event is for the uh, Kentucky and Tank Wash modified figure eight division going 100 laps in their feature. 
So that is the main event, but a whole lot of other stuff going on. The Fords will be there in full force with uh, features on the oval, the figure eight, and the powder puff. We'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, they're also going to have uh, the Young Guns in a, uh, attendance, the Young Gun figure eight, or excuse me, Young Guns uh, front wheel drive. No, we don't want them to do figure eight, that's for sure. That's uh, uh, kids that are 10 to 17 year olds, by the way, just starting out. Uh, also, uh, there's going to be uh, some of the KKR carts divisions that are going to be uh, on hand, who normally run selected Fridays. Uh, they're going to have three divisions uh, for this Saturday, uh, junior three champs, the 385 pro clones, and the senior champs will all be having uh, races that night. Also, they're going to have a special 20-minute enduro with the uh, clunker division and the minivans combined. That'll be uh, interesting, to say the least. And also, getting back to the uh, Ford Powder Puff, they're going to do a special 24-lap feature. Is the Caitlin Adams Memorial Race, the second annual uh, memorial race for her that is uh, in case you don't know my daughter who passed away uh, april of 21 and so they did a race last year in her uh, honor and they're doing it again this year with a lot of bonuses uh, being put up by different people in the area and uh, uh, i think half the proceeds on those bonuses and challenges or whatever uh, are going to go to uh, my granddaughter's uh, college fund audrey which caitlin's uh, daughter she's uh four years old now so uh getting a lot of stuff there for her for her future so that's great i want to thank uh derek smith and brandon taylor for uh uh starting the idea of going in and having a, a second annual race and derek smith uh rounding up all the bonuses and everything for that event so that'll be a special moment for me uh this coming saturday night at the sports drone absolutely it was part of the first one and glad that the only night i could make it this week was for that one uh of course i don't have they filled the spots up yet i don't know if they have uh since this does release tomorrow and i'm sure if anyone wants to donate out there in this you're hearing this after wednesday uh because we do a recording and of course we release it wednesday or thursday they will still accept donations 100 percent, if you want to do that so uh very good cause in that as well so uh, but let's talk about, since Speedrome is not uh, racing late model figure eight until the three hours, they still have an event this weekend, um, and actually a lot of racing. It is Harf Night. The Hoosier Auto Racing fans, um, of course, those who don't know, DARF, the Dayton Auto Racing fans, which I didn't even know where to part. So, Levi, thank you so much for posting that because it gives me information as well. But the Indianapolis Speedrome, mini late model, figure eight, and oval. The Shelbyville Auto Parts Street Stocks and the Mini Late Models, Soapies, uh, they do sponsor them as well. Um, Last Chance Record, I think Legends is who sponsors them, or the Factory Front Wheel Drive. I'm not for sure on that. Don't quote me on that. I always like to talk about the sponsors. I think Circle City Pyrotechnic does the fast carts, if I'm not mistaken. The adult and, uh, of course, junior fast carts are up there as well. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But uh, you know what, Harold Adams, we didn't realize this, but uh, this weekend is Labor Day weekend, and I didn't realize it because we were so busy with everything else um, that was going on. So uh, Salem Speedway's off this weekend. We come back on September the 17th, so uh, we'll be talking more about that. Uh, just to give everyone a hint, I will be flying out to Denver, Colorado on the September 22nd. I will be out there, I think, Thursday through Monday, so it's going to be a long trip out in the Rockies. Um, hopefully we can get the race in. I think Friday is practice. Saturday is the race. Sunday I'm going to explore the Rockies, if you will. Uh, so then Monday I'll fly back home. But uh, 
I want to thank James Conley up there with Northwest Figure Eight Racing and whatnot. He's gonna I'm gonna be doing that out there. So very excited. Uh, but man, Hawk, final thoughts. First weekend of September, a lot of racing around the area. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah, I mean we're winding things down here, if you will. But uh, September always full of a lot of a special events. You know, crowning champions and lots of big events. Uh, all different divisions, all different tracks. Of course, next week we've said it before. We're we're We've been talking about the World Figure Eight Championship. That's uh, our big race that we love to go to and love to watch and look forward to. A lot of people in the area in this region look forward to that. That is the granddaddy race that uh, we just love to go up and uh, check it out. Hopefully the weather cooperates where they can get the full weekend in uh, on schedule. And a lot of times we're, we're battling the weather on those events, but uh, that's just the way it goes. But uh, right now it's looking good. And... Like you said earlier, we're going to be having a a, a nice show next week dedicated to that. Yes, sir, indeed. And, of course, this does conclude Race Fans Drivers Cruise, episode number 20. Thank you all to the supporters of this show. It's been such a blessing to have so much of a following on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. We've reached episode number 20 for our milestone Always remember, drivers, fans, crews, support your local racetrack. We don't want to see anything close. That's that's heartbreaking to us. As always, want to thank Brandon Hooker for coming on and being the title sponsor of the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Also, the production crew, Dustin and the gang at Dirt 2 Media for what they do. And, of course, Hawk Carroll Adams for being a contributor and coming on here with me each and every week. But this is going to do it. Everyone have a great race weekend and have fun. That's what it's about. See you guys.